Hello, my name is Brendan Decora, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, Pro Audio Profiles. Here, I'm going to interview recording engineers, mixers, producers, and others in the pro audio field. Together, we're going to learn how you can make amazing records that can give your listeners goosebumps. Welcome to the show. On today's show, we have Andrew Masters. He's an engineer and YouTuber who's worked with John Legend, Dawes, Jim James, and Weezer. Enjoy. So welcome to the podcast. It's Thank great. you for having me. Great to have you. And We've known each other a long time, so it's, it's cool to finally get you on. Yeah, man. Congratulations um, on starting a podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I've, it's, I've it's, been trying to encourage most of my friends who are either engineers or musicians or people who record things that mm-hmm. I know um, to film things and put them on the internet because um, right. I, it's, I think uh, it's a good bet and a good thing to do so people can find you. A lot of right. people are on the internet and looking for help. Well, not only that, but it's, you know, for so many years, it's been such a secretive sort of industry. Yes. Where it's like no one really knows the voodoo behind the scenes of what's going on. So yeah, it's cool to put stuff out there. So Yeah, that that's... I, I always say um, with what I do, it fits my personality so perfectly because engineering for me was like what my son is to me. Like he's just turned six. Okay. And the experience of a six-year-old is you, them saying, come here, I want to show you something. This is my piano. <laughs> this is my picture I made. This is... Well, that's right. me as an engineer. I go, check this out. Listen to these room mics. Right. This is, right. Oh, how did you do that? Oh, I, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so exactly. I, YouTube is a perfect medium for my personality because I literally, when all my friends are busy and gone, right. I could just turn to the camera and be like, hey, check this out. This is sick. <laughs> nice. And people get to see. Yeah. You know. So let's start with some of your, your background just for sure. for clarity, basically. Uh, well, I grew up in central Illinois, and um, I got into music in middle school, high school, um, and I was a drummer, always mm-hmm. loved playing drums, I'll, also played, you know, guitar, but the joke is no one's ever paid me to play guitar. Right. So, but I, I, I love playing a handful of different instruments. Started figuring out ways, you know, it's just kind of a similar story to a lot of musicians where they got a tape machine and figured out how to record themselves mm-hmm. and then overdub a thing to yeah. another tape. Um, I did a version of that. I had a Sony boombox and nice. uh, figured out how to dub into that. And then my friend and I, uh, both of us were like into metal. Anyway, we figured out ways to record ourselves like just... In the craziest way, as right. you know, go basically eighth inch, quarter, <laughs> you know, out of a, a pod, Digitech pod or something, right, right. into the back of the Dell sound card, you know, <laughs> on some pirated Sony <laughs> software right. or something. Right. And eventually that grew and evolved into, you know, later in high school, getting Logic or mm-hmm. GarageBand, then Logic, and then eventually Pro Tools and recording mm-hmm. bands and there was no market in Illinois. So right. the second that I learned that you could like go to school just for this and not for like, mm-hmm. you know, all the other things you might need in life. Right. Um, 
I was sold and I was like, I'm going to move to California and go to the school. Did that. And, you know, it was the first time I ever did well in school. Right. Same here. I I always firmly believed that I was just like not a smart person and it didn't really hurt my feelings. It just was what it was. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really that smart of a guy, but you know, I really like doing this and I think I'm good at this. Mm. And I literally graduated like at the top of my class and got like the best grades I've ever got. And the day after graduation was my first day at East West. Right. Nice. So started as a runner there. Yeah, you were there. Yep. <laughs> I, I think I met you on my first day. Probably. Yeah. And it was, I want to say it was your first, I could be wrong. I want to say it was your first day coming there as an assistant. Like you had worked at Cello before, right? Yeah. But I remember I sitting know. out, we were waiting for Maybe. someone to unlock yeah. the doors. and Okay. And nice. um, that, w- that would have been like March 2011. So I'm not yeah. sure. I think I did a couple of gigs like in a little bit earlier than that, but yeah. I was just kind of filling in before that. So yeah. that would have been like my third or fourth time there or something like that. So yeah. Well, awesome. you know, and then obviously I was at East West until about 2016-ish. And then mm-hmm. my, you know, I met my wife and we moved, we left California. We went to Nevada for like a year mm-hmm. and then we moved to Nashville uh, and it was complicated there for a bit because, you know, giving up the studio you're at and right. you're a freelancer and then yep. you're in a new city. Yes. Um, yep. It is basically no one cares, no one knows you. Right. And then it's whatever you have. And when yeah. you've been at East West, you haven't been investing in gear. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> why would you? Absolutely. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough. And um, But I remember coming out to visit you in Nashville and we met up a few times and you're working in different studios and stuff like that. Oh, so, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I was like, that is that true? Yeah. Um, that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I had, so I had some gigs and I had, you know, a couple places that, you know, I, I was doing some stuff at and I had access to, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it was still, I was still like, ha- I had a side job. I was driving for Uber on the side Okay. and that was just to make sure that money showed up. And then right. when I could get gigs, I had a place where I kept all my stuff and, you know, it was. It was a cool room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, at some point I decided uh, I was watching a, a YouTuber that who does finance stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with you, YouTubers who yeah. talk about money. And, I remember uh, that even in East West, you were all about that. I, I love, yeah. I, I mean, I think it was a little bit of fear of not going to college. <laughs> I was like, I should probably learn about money. Right. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I just sort of, had a, a moment where you know this person Graham Stephan for those who mm-hmm. may know who that is um, was pulling the curtain back on how much he made from his channel in a month and I was like wow if I could make 1% of what he makes right. just 1% right? <laughs> like that would that would just like subsidize so much of our bills and I could put a little more time into mm-hmm. freelancing and stuff and um so I started making YouTube videos, not knowing how to make videos. I used my phone. I, I, you know, they were right. mostly garbage. The audio hilariously was terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I screwed it all because I didn't know. I didn't know how to video editing and post production is so different than That's making true. records. That's true. <laughs> and um, but I had all that confidence and arrogance from coming from like 
bro, I make records. I can record. I can record the camera mic. It'll be great. Right. <laughs> and um, so I learned a lot, but it it was actually really fun to learn another creative process. Mm-hmm. I mean, you use cameras, yeah. So learning cameras is is really exciting, especially yeah. when you start to figure things out right. and you figure out how to make things look better. It's just like learning new tricks and audio and. I found there's a lot of similarities to engineering audio with cameras and like how you process yeah. things and you know there's a lot of parallels. It's interesting. Even when even with shooting mm-hmm. uh, for video specifically, it's like getting the shot right and the lighting right, right and what what's happening in the sequence mm-hmm. is very much like picking a good song to record. Yeah, it's Make, like making sure the mic is. Correct. You yeah, know? you know, like yeah. if if it, everything looks great and is, is going to sound great mm-hmm. on the way in, right? Then you're, it's great. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Now uh, to sum it up, I I still record, mm-hmm. but I don't do any for hire work. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um. I produce projects for no one. So I, I, okay. I produce music. I basically will get musicians together. Mm-hmm. I'll come up with an idea of right. something I want to produce, and then we'll all get together and we'll make it. Right. And but it's not a paid thing. I'm not charging yeah. anyone. Just I'm just doing it because I think it will be interesting and fun. And right. and I can film it and then put it out on my channel, which is a full fledged business. Yeah. That quite honestly is. So much more successful than I ever, ever thought it would be. Um, I thought it, awesome. this would be um, my my actual expectations were in two years. If I do a good job, maybe this will pay for my cell phone bill. Right. <laughs> and if not, then at least more people, when they type my name into the internet, have a better chance of finding me and right. see that I'm an engineer. Right. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, That's yeah. Cool. It's uh, that's what I'm doing now. I'm I'm making videos on my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Andrew Masters, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I do these studio tours where I go to right. people's home studios. I go to big commercial studios, mm-hmm. and in Nashville, there's a very blurry line, right, between somebody's home studio that may be ten times better than a lot of commercial studios. Yes, absolutely. And um, I mean, obviously, here in LA too, it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to be able to get a look inside those people's world and see what they do and mm-hmm. how they got there and um it's been a it's been a really that's like the most successful part of the channel is okay. people love seeing other producers and yeah. um engineers workflow and stuff that they have and use right. and why. And sometimes it's great, you know, because you go like I did Butch Walker, who's mm-hmm. a very successful producer and engineer and uh, my takeaway from his tour was that he uses an Oxbox on guitars. Yeah. <laughs> and for those who don't know, Oxbox is basically a cabinet simulator. Right. So you still use your guitar amp heads and then you come out, speaker out into this Universal Audio Oxbox and mm-hmm. you can build rigs right. and mics and placement and stuff. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, you know, it's a line out of a, a thing into yeah. a pre and there's no, Sound is totally yeah, isolated. Cabinet, yeah. And I, I was like, man, so how often are you using this? for?" Because he had a bunch of caps set up too. Right. And he goes, I haven't, he, he said, I haven't made a record in the last 
seven years Damn. without the Oxbox. He, and he said, <laughs> I've never had one person even ask right. <laughs> what cab is this or whatever. Right. And I was like, I'm getting one of those nice. because that solves so many issues yeah, and absolutely. Uh, makes the workflow faster. And that's like a nice value of getting to go into people's places like that mm. and see, right. oh, wow. If they're doing that, that yeah. gives me permission, you right, know, to do right. it and which totally improves my workflow and stuff. So for sure. So yeah. That's cool. Musician, engineer, fake producer, <laughs> video maker. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So a lot of um, you know, the focus of this podcast is to, you know, learn how to create magic in the studio, help inspire mm. artists and inspire people to, you know, get the best performances possible. I know you know, it seems like you haven't done a whole lot of that, but enough to know, like even with working your, with your friends, yeah. you know, what sort of, you know, workflows do you, do you focus on to kind of help inspire people in the studio? Definitely. Um, well, I had a wonderful privilege of being able to watch other people do that for right. years. And um, that to me was my like the biggest takeaway of all of those sessions was the start to finish flow of the day. Right. You know, the prep that goes into it, mm -hmm. the importance of that prep, uh, when situations come up, know how to navigate them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a very important part of doing that is having and making people comfortable and yeah. feel like they're in a place where they want to stay. Like they want right. to stay in there. They feel creative. They feel safe and, and like, you know, um, able to, you know, express themselves however they need to right. and they don't feel under pressure. Yeah. Um, I mean, making music is a very vulnerable state, Yeah, you know, as an artist. So oh, yeah. it's about, you know, like you said, being comfortable and to open up and to, allow that vulnerability to show in the recordings, you know? So uh, in 2020, I worked with this artist for eight to 10 months. And hmm. it was uh, it was really cool because we were just one-on-one -on -one most days. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when we were, we had pre-produced some of the stuff, then we bring in a session player. Okay. Then, uh, but when it was one-on-one, -on -one, like, you know, he was the singer and the songwriter, but he okay. um, was definitely not like a studio cat, mm -hmm. right? So what I would, and we, uh, my studio is just one room. Right. So what I would do is, you know, I'd be facing my Pro Tools rig or whatever, mm -hmm. but I'd have an SM7 right in my face, right. headphones on, mm -hmm. and then he'd have whatever mic was on his voice and headphones on. But with the UA console... You know, I could have it so that my mic goes to his ears as well. Right, right. So I could basically, you know, be on the mic too with him. Right. And uh, huh. it, it became very fun. You know, it's like a, having a talk back that's sort of always open. Right. And um, so when he's doing parts and stuff, I, I without having to turn around and have it be like this, I could just be like talking to him the whole right. time. Right, And keeping it like super comfortable Cracking jokes literally the whole time. Right. <laughs> um, it's, I think it's really important to have a good personal connection with the person that mm. you're working with at that time. Mm. However, and whatever makes them feel 
safe and comfortable in, in this scenario, you know, right. there's a lot of joking, a lot of ball busting going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it was great because I could be honest and he mm. could be honest and we could, you know, get what we needed and come back to it and try it again or right. move on or whatever. And there was like in a lot of circumstances, magic that would come from, uh, hey, let's try this weird thing. Let's take that harmony and let's make that the lead on the bridge or whatever. Mm, and right. let, Or it would be an accident or something. And so many cool things would come from doing that. But the thing that I always loved was just, you know, having headphones on and being able to like NPR right. in, in his right. ears. That's like, really interesting because, you know, you said your studio is one room. You know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of home studios and producers and stuff have their place at home is just one room. And yeah. You know, some artists really love that, but to, for you to use the mic at the same time is yeah. like the double whammy of one room and having the talk back on all the time. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, I think it uh, sometimes like the whole being in a booth thing and or just being in another room mm -hmm. and that lack of immediate communication. Yeah. The waiting, you do a take and then you're waiting. Like, right. Hello. <laughs> Was that terrible? You know, yeah. um, it, it <laughs> you, see just, it, you see everyone talking in there and you're like, you don't know what's going just, on. There's just no yeah. hiding like what is happening. And, you mm. know, I, I it, it was fun. We were, we became good friends. So like sometimes he would do a take. I'd be like, yeah, try it like this. And then mm. he'd do it and then he'd finish the take. I'd hit the space bar and I could just go. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> you know and then we're immediately laughing we're like let's do that again you know? right right um, nice so yeah i don't know i think there's a lot of um if you one um having all of the technical parts just prepared and set and ready so that they're not in the way of any part of the process mm -hmm. yeah. um, so you can have that connection because that connection can get separated right. the second you're like uh Hold on a second. I gotta, you yeah. know, do this or whatever. <laughs> right. right. Uh, and s and then on the flip side, sometimes you got to do that even if there isn't a technical problem yeah. to give them a second or like, <laughs> right. hey, you know what? Let's step outside for a few minutes right, and right. and exactly. let's get some sunlight or whatever. Right. Um, but so, yeah. So you've worked obviously at big, you know, commercial studios and home studios. You know, I've actually talked to some other people that do work at home, and you know, it's interesting to see the the differences you know obviously at a big commercial place you're watching the clock you know you're thinking about that hourly rate or daily rate you mm -hmm. know at home it's a whole different scenario it's often more relaxed and you know what is your what is your take on the the pros and cons so well i think now um today more than ever you know, it can, it can sort of be whatever you want. I'm in, so again, I live in Nashville, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm getting a lot of perspective from people who, who, ha and again, the, the home studio thing is so blurred because yes. you go to someone's home studio and it's in like a, a 3000 square foot detached right. building. Right. With separate With an SSL and, and three S tape machines. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, um, and, and they're running sessions like a studio run sessions. Right. Uh, Lawrence came to Nashville and mm -hmm. did a, a session and he had this producer, um, you know, schedule it out like you would right. uh, in a block, yeah. hired all the players, 
None of the players heard any of the music until they stepped foot in and nice. got set up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they hear it. They're charting it the first time they hear it. They all go out and play it, lay it down in one take. Right. We, this was a four-hour session. Right. And they did six songs. Yeah. And there was... Same as any commercial studio. Drums, bass, pedal steel. Right. Uh, electric, acoustic, mandolin, uh, violin. Right. Uh, and dr- uh, drums. I don't know if I said drums. And mm-hmm. then Lawrence was singing at the same time. They're right. all playing together at the same right. time. And, um, you know, and then we go in and... Let it, but the players, the nature of the players out there is like... Yeah. They, they play it down and then if they need a punch, they know the bar. Exactly. Hey, drop me in at 78 exactly. real quick. I just, <laughs> from 78 to 84. It's like a string session, yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, But that's the dude's home studio. Right. So, I right. mean, there's that kind of work. And yeah. when you see it, it's just, it's pure magic right. to be even, like I wasn't even engineering. I was just hanging out and filming stuff because mm-hmm. I was like, this is such a cool moment for Lawrence. Right. And, um, cool. you know, and again, the same thing to your last question of ha- making him feel comfortable I captured the moment of them walking in the control room to listen back for the mm-hmm. first song. Yeah. And uh, this was the first time Lawrence had heard, you know, his, this is a song he wrote 20 years ago. Right. And he's hearing it for the first time. It's all, it already sounds great. Yeah. You know, on playback. And, and, you know, he's listening within like 30 seconds, he's tearing up. Right. And, and, you know, the song finishes and he's like wiping his eyes and goes, man, you guys are making me, uh, you're making me cry. I, I, this, is, this is so beautiful. And the producer stands up, slaps him on the back, and he goes, "Don't cry, Lawrence. The next one will be better." <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, it's awesome. just so fun. They move on to the next one, like yep. just like that. Yeah. So awesome. there's that kind of workflow. There's a lot of artists and songwriters now who, you know, aren't maybe on a label, but they have a bunch of different sync projects that they right. do for right. libraries mm-hmm. and um you know i'm a i because of my channel i'm an ambassador for one of those companies called music bed okay and i get all my music from my videos from there because mm-hmm. it's just a great service for me as a youtuber looking right. for music but the music's really good and nice. i've become fans of the artists on there right right from that and then because the videos this is a big meta thing like mm-hmm. because of the videos they've seen my thing and then mm-hmm. they'll go oh my god you use my music and now we're like super good friends <laughs> right <laughs> um, but then i'll go check out their studios and see how they work and there's just so many cool ways that you can monetize um, making music these days mm-hmm. and however you're doing it i think the way you do it is going to be conducive to that. For right. instance, my uh, some of my really good friends live in Kansas City, yeah. of all places. Not yeah. like a music mecca, right? Right. And they have this building that uh, my friend Jared leases, and mm-hmm. it has essentially nine different studios in it. Wow. It's like was a commercial office, and they okay. he got became friends with the owner. And talked mm. him into converting each room into a studio with big nice. like windows and right, right. lines all through the walls. Nice. There's a huge what used to be like warehouse mm-hmm. that now has like f- three upright pianos, a grand piano, a Dang. whole drum section with a drumbrella that um, rises right, right. and drops, huh. amp wall, all these old vintage Crazy. keyboards and stuff. But all of the separate rooms pipe into that tracking room, oh, so nice. anyone can be like, "Hey, can we do drums in here?" Right. Between this time and this time or whatever. That's awesome. But 
but each one of those rooms is like a basically someone who's monthly leasing and they Mm -hmm. have their own thing that they do like one judah is a composer he works on some like chinese doc like uh soap movies for net for netflix you (laughs) know what i mean um but that's like one thing he does and then he does he has two artists two or three artist projects sorry judah uh on music bed Mm-hmm. So like he'll schedule out like Mondays I do I work on this okay you know on Tuesdays I'm writing with uh, Jared in mm-hmm. Studio One right and then on Wednesdays I'm working with Matt on my Supercuts project right so every day they have it scheduled out so it's like a nice balance of mm-hmm. writing and then he does his scoring thing but it's right. all like if it literally feels like the show The Office. Right. Because there's like a water cooler in the front and they all hang out and they get lunch together every That's day. That's awesome. And uh, to me, like that is like such an inspiring model because they all go home, they're all married. A, right. lot, or a lot of them are married and have kids right. and and they get to have somewhat of a normal life, mm-hmm. but get to write mm-hmm. and make music, don't have to tour, don't right. have to make merch. Right. They don't have YouTube channels. You know, I, yeah. I encourage all of them too. I think yeah. they should because it's it's interesting and it's cool to... I think a lot of people are still sort of like the own, you can't make it in music mm-hmm. because X, Y, and Z streaming labels take advantage of you, this and that there's yeah. budgets or there's no money. Right. There, there are a lot of incredible opportunities. Yeah. They're just not the thing that you were raised to believe. Exactly. Exactly. And you, and I think you can really, if you're creative and mm. innovative with how you do it and willing to, try something different right you can be really successful i don't know if that answers your workflow but there's just there's really no, no one way man no, it's that's cool it's absolutely. it's a bunch of different and some dudes you know just mix and they've like sean yeah. moffitt today mm-hmm. he's got a room in his basement which is a can i swear of course a badass room yeah. and uh <laughs> and he you know he goes in there barefoot and mixes he's got like a just a table mm-hmm. it's not at the studio anything it's just an old table mm-hmm. with his you know, Kensington and his mouse right. and he's got a little dangerous audio mm-hmm. thing and an outboard rack. That's like a road rack. Okay. And it's all just patched as hardware inserts. Right, right. So he when he just it's his like plugins and hardware uses inserts. It as plugins. Throw the SSL on the drum bus. Right. You know? And nice. uh but nothing's in front of him, nothing's blocking, it's just speakers. Mm-hmm. And he's in his basement. So he like goes down and then he goes yeah. back up and chills. That's and, honestly a lot of what I do here is yeah. I do most of my mixing at home now and yeah. you know, it's super chill and you know, I can work when I want to for the most part and it's all good, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of uh it's funny because I make videos and I'm a, a very curious person when it comes to equipment and mm-hmm. gear. Mm-hmm. And now I have far too much gear um, <laughs> that I don't need and yeah. that no one needs. <laughs> but I, it's just uh, something that is fun and interesting for me to learn about right. and try and explore and stuff. And because right. of my YouTube channel, I'm able to, you know, leverage that and get a lot of that equipment free. Right. So of yeah. course I have it, but yeah. I also know so many mixers that are like, dude, I'm just in the box. Yeah. I won't name any names, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing huge stuff and right. you know absolutely uh, so it's it's funny as i'm no longer like doing four higher stuff and i have more gear than ever <laughs> of course and then my friends who are getting hired for like incredible yeah. work are just in the box <laughs> yeah yeah well that's the thing nowadays like plugins have come along so far yeah. that 
they sound so good that it doesn't matter anymore. You know, I have a little bit of analog here, but it's I'm mostly in the box too, honestly. Yeah. You know, yeah, I see so, your summing over here. Yeah, huh? I've got the summing mixers, but everything else is pretty much in the box because you know I've got enough satellites and everything else that I can I can run with that, and it sounds great. You know, it's totally cool. Yeah, so. I'm I'm a big fan of that. I I my passion has always been more in like the the tracking day, right? You know, that's yeah. that's my the the thing that keeps me doing this is I like to be in the room with people. Mm -hmm capturing the take yes after we capture it yes also the the fascination is how and you know and what we're choosing because i getting a recording at the highest possible like fidelity mm -hmm. and yeah this exact sound that's right for the part and all that stuff that is what's fun and interesting and then watching the faces right of the musicians right. and artists hearing it mm -hmm. and go cool i don't even care who mixes this because yeah. i know it's great absolutely <laughs> well that's the thing is like what I've learned over the years is the tracking stage is by far the most important. You know, so many he said it, amen. So many artists <laughs> and people confuse like, oh, the mixer, the mixing is, you know, the most important stage. And yes, obviously the mixing can make a huge difference, but yeah. you can never change certain things. Like, you yeah. know, there's decisions that are made when you're tracking that you can't ever undo, you know. And it's it's funny because, you know, like I've I've looked at you know, I've worked with, you know, big time mixers and watch their videos and see how they do things. And it's very simple. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> biggest guys, they get the best material that they barely need to do anything. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like, ridiculous. Look at this. I'm just using some high pass filters. Yeah, it's so it's, easy. It's like, well, yeah, but, then, <laughs> but you know, it's the people that, you know, don't have the luxury of, you know, yeah. using the best gear and all that, that, you have to really work and really, you know, do a lot in the mix. So, and on top of that, you know, the the credit also, of course, I think number one goes to the song and to the producer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, because a lot of those decisions are made by the producer, right? And the the artist producer line, I think, is now very blurred. Yes, and yes. the producer engineer line. Yeah, absolutely. Late in the last five ten years, has become super blurred, but. Right. But those, all of those decisions on tracking day mm -hmm. are what are the most interesting and fun to yes, me. Yes, absolutely. To participate in and those memories of like, oh, this happened during yeah. this take or in between this take or right, this right. fell and, you know. <laughs> exactly. All that stuff is like we only, us in the room, remember that. Yeah. yeah. Which is another reason why I love filming it because it's like right. ah we captured it and now it's forever <laughs> right right uh, that's awesome that's awesome i just want to take a quick break and tell you about my free guide detailing my techniques for recording huge snare sounds check it out now at brandondecora.com slash huge snare and now back to the show so yeah. what um i normally ask guests like what our current or recent projects, but mm -hmm. you know, feel free to you know. Obviously, it's a little different with you if you're yeah want to talk about some of your videos or whatever you want yeah. to talk about. So, um, I'm trying. You know, one thing that I when I started doing the videos, a sort of operating principle that I mm -hmm. started with was if I'm going to do this thing that requires me to learn a bunch of new things and buy new things. Mm -hmm. I have to figure out how to do it in a way that is 100% of the time fun. 
Okay. <laughs> because if it is not fun, yeah, I will either do a terrible job at it, or I just literally won't do it. Right. Um, right. That those are the two things I've learned about myself hmm. uh, on this earth is that if I'm not interested <laughs> in it, you yeah. shouldn't hire me for it, yeah. and uh, or I just literally I'll just say no. Yeah. Um. So. To keep what I'm doing fun, I have sort of like a balance of different uh, genres of things that I'll do. Like the studio mm-hmm. tours is such a gift because one, it people watch it. Mm-hmm. So I'm so insanely grateful for the crazy amount of people who watch them every Monday on the channel. Mm-hmm. But it's just fun to go hang out with someone that you've always wanted to hang out right. with. Right. And in their home or in, at their studio, mm-hmm. and now and now you're friends with them. Yeah, you know, and now you know them, and now you know there's like a connection there. And then plus all of the value of getting to see what they use, and mm-hmm. they tell you like, oh yeah, I've had that. I've I've never used that, or yeah. I just use this or whatever. And <laughs> right. you're like, amazing, right? Um, so that is that is a big part of what I do. The other ones are are more passion, like the. I named the playlist um, production. I think the na- the names of things change because YouTube is complicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to call it Make More Music because it's self-explanatory. It's right. me with with a goal of making more music. Um, and so that is basically like I want to in some way either produce or write, co-write, make, mm-hmm. make music, collaborate with other people and then capture it in a way that we can all watch it back later and right. and hear it and yeah so just being able to um capture those moments one for me to look back on because i don't know if you deal with this mm-hmm. but i have memory problems <laughs> i uh from my years at east west got to work with so many incredible artists producers and just like an insane amount of situations it's all a blur mm-hmm. and i'm not and yeah. i didn't you know i can't remember their names a lot right. of the times especially when someone's like who have you worked with that's the worst question yeah <laughs> because i can like i'm i'm immediately like who's the like most notable memorable thing right. and i'm like uh i can come up with like two or three and then yeah. as like the next 10 minutes go by i'm like oh yeah and then this and this right oh yeah then um, this huge one that i forgot about yeah, ex- yeah. exactly <laughs> so uh the channel is just great as sort of an archiving of mm-hmm. things that i've been able to participate in or create and you can just click on a playlist and scroll through and see like oh wow they did this with these oh whoa they right. that was there and nice. then you get to sort of see the the story of whatever you're recording situation is as mm-hmm. that's always evolving for all of us yeah, you know of course um even in the last one year it's like right. going back on that playlist i'm like dude the room was nearly empty like yeah. holy cow now <laughs> it's like fold to the max and right and um, crazy and you you know you you get better at, yeah as on every project and sometimes you listen back to something from two years ago and i'm like whoa <laughs> right. I thought this was amazing. I'm right, like, this right. is not as good as I remember. <laughs> so uh I that's really fun to be able to, you know, make music with other people in whatever shape, way, or form. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. That is still a, a strong goal. I'm I'm I have a, a six-year-old son, so I'm helping him learn music both through instruments but also through like concepts of right. song structures and parts. Right. Like 
verses and chorus and like mm-hmm. the difference between rhythm and melody and stuff like yeah. that. And I, I'm also learning as I teach him. I'm right. Like, yeah. Well, uh, teaching is the best way to learn. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is hilarious because he'll, one of the things he likes to do is, um, he has a little, uh, logic setup in okay. his, in his room downstairs mm. and, you know, one of his favorite things to do is he'll say, can we make a song today? Mm-hmm. Well, so we'll go into his room and as an exercise of like, okay, I've got 30 minutes. Right. Like, all right, let's huh. make a song and I'll pick up the guitar and I'll just like do like a two note riff, you know, right. and he'll get on the drums and he'll, and we'll jam on that for like four seconds. Nice. And then I'll go, okay, cool. Make a trip. And he can, he's got logic chops. Like he can, okay. he's nice. got a, my old Mac mini and logic and all this nice. stuff. So, He'll, I'll have him make the track so he's learning the process of mm-hmm. actually putting it together and nice. seeing. And then I'll record sort of like the first line mm-hmm. and then I'll have him play the other parts. But just right. in like putting together, we'll put together like a part, a verse or mm-hmm. something. And then I'll go, okay, let's figure out what's the chorus. And because I'm doing it with a six-year-old for fun with a time limitation, right. I, we make a song. That's awesome. And, and then, you know, when we're done, I'm like, dang. Why do I have so much trouble with this when I go upstairs on my own? <laughs> right. Like, I wish I could just... Unlimited keep, gear and unlimited time. Yeah, and, keep that, that yeah. mentality when I go up there. So, it's huh. I've, I've learned a lot from doing that with him. Nice. And, um, you know, he inspires me uh, on to, like, get better at my instruments. And because mm-hmm. he's getting better very fast. Right. And it's going to be really embarrassing when he's better than me <laughs> at the age of seven. Right. But, um... Yeah, so just making music, and um, nice. I'm wanting to do a little more, you know, like the business side of this is is really interesting, mm-hmm. and it's something that literally ins- is what inspired me to start doing it. So mm-hmm. um, I would like to encourage other people who are in or adjacent to the in- industry to open their mind because there's, I mean, there's incredible ways to monetize passively. Have passive money right. that just shows up. Yeah. You know, if you keep sharing or posting or making, creating, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like, likely people will appreciate it. People will find it and mm-hmm. they will engage and they will support you. They will want, they will crave more episodes. When's the next episode? When's right. the next video? Who's the next person? Yeah. You know, they're waiting on it. And then, you know, you can get to a point where, you know, people really start to trust and admire your perspective on things and mm-hmm. value it to the point where they're like asking you for products. Like, can you just show me how right. you use, like, when you mix at home, can you just make like a, I'll buy it. Like, right. I'll give you $500 <laughs> if you make yeah. a course that shows me how you mix right. at your home setup with Pro Tools. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, there's a lot of people who don't have, Financial problems. Yeah, who are curious about this, but they don't. They don't have the experience of of right. that we have. Right. So you know, there's and like you probably have whoever's watching this, and you can share that in a valuable way, um, and people will support you enthusiastically. Mm. Right. And uh, I was mm. just at my friend Steve's house yesterday, and we were shooting a video, and like when I got here, I was like, "What's the video?" And I was like, "Hmm." I said, let show me how you've been recording. Like, let's I'll pick something like acoustic right. guitar. Show me how you've been doing it. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it. Um, he's in film, 
So he's okay. president of motion pictures for Kodak. Right. But he also is a guitar, guitar collector and a songwriter. Hmm. And so he kind of showed me and I was nearly cringing the entire time of like how he, the cable hanging like, <laughs> across the room like this and oh, like, you know, just so many things. Right. And so I'm like, okay, first off, basic stuff. You know, when you pick a cable, you want to pick some, some slack, you want to yeah. run it like along the floor, you want to coil it up the bottom. Right. Super right. basic things. And as I'm showing him this, he goes, I hadn't. <laughs> Sorry. This, for anyone watching, the cat is uh, Tom cruising the curtains yes, right now. Climbing the curtains. Climbing the curtains, again. which is <laughs> incredible. She will not listen. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, I'm explaining super basic things mm-hmm. that, like, you and I don't even think about when we do. Yes. It's just the way we do it. Right. But. Those simple things are so valuable to someone who hasn't, who right. didn't know that, and who just thinks right. like, "Oh, I just got to whatever, get it in there, it, it reaches yeah. or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was explaining some of these things, like every single thing, he's like, "You, you should film this." Like, I, I wish I would have found a video where somebody showed me this. Right. <laughs> and then in Pro Tools, like in Pro Tools, it's like, "Oh my god!" Every right. single thing, I'm like, "Dude, you're, you can't." You can't double click. Why can't you double click on the? I can't label the tracks. And right. when I go to label, I'm like, I, you know, if you can just hit command right, you can toggle through the thing. Right. He's like, what do you mean? And and I'm like, why is this? Your settings are all weird. Yeah. And I was just like blowing his mind over and over and over, <laughs> just for me being annoyed. I'm right. like, dude, this is such a huge waste of time. You're wasting yes. an insane amount of time. Yes. Every time you record. Exactly. And he was like, oh my god, I. Please, like, let's film this. Like, let's, <laughs> right, can you put it right. up so I can remember this? Right. <laughs> and so it's like little simple things like that that mm. we do every day and don't even think about. You know, we'll do all of that. Uh, I'll use myself as an example. I'll do all of that and then I'll get it all set up and I'll go, hmm, what can I make a video about? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, I got to come up with an idea. You know, yeah. I'm like, liter- just, you can make videos about the things you do. Literally, right. The, right. that's, you know, uh, a mistake I make all the time is assuming anyone who's watching this video already knows everything that I know. Right. What's something new that I don't know right. that I'm going to tell them about? That's a terrible, <laughs> yeah. a terrible way to, to make video right. ideas. Um, huh. So, yeah, just like focusing on very simple things. I was telling Ma- Maor about this mm-hmm. yesterday, uh, like with his mastering console. I'm like, dude, you could make a 60-second video just saying, hey, I'm a mastering engineer. This is a cool unit called a mastering console. Right. Now, it's a rack unit. It's not what you would think. It do, It's really great. You have your speaker selection. You have your mm-hmm. input selection like you would on a monitor controller. Right. But check this out. You can have your inserts on buttons, and you can have your inserts be these complicated chains. Mm-hmm. And then you can audition them like this. Right. You can have different converters. You can say all that in 45 seconds and go... Uh, follow me if you want to see more videos like this. Right. Post that, and that video will get people. Will yeah. I would be like, what? Because that's what <laughs> I did. When, what? when he showed me that, I right. was like, what? I've <laughs> exactly. been to a hundred and fifty studios. I've never seen that. That's right. amazing. Right. And now I understand the process a little bit more, which is mm-hmm. valuable. You yeah. know, I'm going to keep following. He doesn't even have anything to follow. Yeah. And there's yeah. so many guys who are and gals who are so talented, mm-hmm. and um, you know it doesn't take that much time. Right. There, people put limitations in yeah. themselves and say, "Well, I don't have time." 
or, or mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. Or honestly, I, even with me starting this podcast, it's like, oh, this is such a big endeavor. Like I'm so busy, I can't do it. But yeah. once I get it started, it's like, well, it's not really that bad, you know. It's a little bit of time per week, and it's nice it's too, fine, isn't it? You know, yeah. doing it. Yeah, it's fun. It's you know, cool. <laughs> getting to talk to other people, here's Absolutely. what's going on with them. and Absolutely. And then what I found from making videos is like, I'll learn something from how you do it. Mm-hmm. And I have a light bulb moment right. where I'm like, oh, but now the person watching the video gets to also have that light bulb yes, moment. And we're exactly. all experiencing it together. Exactly. exactly. Like you said before, the, uh, the music industry has been a, like a very shelled off, secretive. People mm-hmm. don't want people to know things. Yeah. Which is really funny because it's it's like why right and it's exactly. like you know there I think it's some sort of fear out of you know well if someone knows how someone else knows how to use a Poltec on a bass or whatever right. then suddenly I'm not going to get gigs or whatever yeah it's like yeah n- no. <laughs> so I like to wrap up each podcast with the same few questions sure um, the first one is. What is your most influential teacher? And it could be top three or whatever. And honestly, in your case, it could be, you know, engineering-wise, video, YouTube. Like, it could be any anything. Okay. Um, the first person that comes to mind is Blake Mills. Yeah. Okay. Um, probably because he was one of the last people I worked with at East West. Mm-hmm. So, it's just the most recent. <laughs> My memory <laughs> issues. Um, but working with Blake... Uh, it was, and it was less an engineering thing too. It was mm-hmm. more of a, that creative process yeah. of, um, just putting things together and being in the room with people and, you know, being comfortable experimenting. Mm-hmm. Blake was like one of the most explorative producers who would, right. sh- he would be the first one there in mm-hmm. the morning and the last one to leave at like I mean, we'd wrap right. at midnight. He'd be there at 2 a.m. Right. Not like on Pro Tools, mm-hmm. but like kind of hanging out and like walking around the room thinking mm-hmm. and like tinkering around with stuff. He, huh. li- he would literally just like hit hit things, like find cool sounds. Right. And he would say like, Andy, can you remind me tomorrow about knocking on this table? Right. <laughs> and I'd be like... Sure. Yeah. You know, and then the next day we come in and he over, we overdubbed something with, you know, it was like Greg Kohler. Mm-hmm. He's like putting like a t- 251 and like <laughs> a, a, a pickup, oh, the, little sticky the, pickups yeah, the, on the a PZO thing. Mic. Yeah. yeah and, he, and then he's like just playing like a couple parts and then he hit it with a couple different things. And it would just make this interesting rhythm rhythmic percussion percussive part right and then he dropped that in over a certain section and it's like oh my god (laughs) he just tapped on a table yeah (laughs) like i can't believe how that changed this part right and uh i guess a lot of that had to do with just being open about you know using non-traditional sounds yes as as musical parts Mm -hmm. i mean for God's sake, we brought in Rob Moose and did strings. Right. And then he sampled them into one of the, the little gray sampler box thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd record it into, <laughs> like, into the mic on that. <laughs> and then he'd like lo-fi and right. then replay it. <laughs> and that's what would go on the record. Right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. Awesome. So um, I, I definitely walked away from those sessions 
with a lot of inspiration that I still carry with me to today. Mm. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, I think from when you work with a great engineer, you you pick up on little things yeah. where you go, oh, that's how I'm going to do room mics when I do this kind of project. Yes. Or, yeah. oh, that's how I'm going to organize my routing and right. Pro Tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Miller, mm-hmm. I learned uh, incredible Pro Tools template stuff mm-hmm. from the string dates. Yeah. Way in there when he group all the sections and he just have to fly through, you know, with P and semicolon. Yeah. And yep. flip through an arm and, you know, he's like coffee and like panicking yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but because the template was so rock solid, yeah. you can fly. do anything. And, yep. and, you know, the preparation. I, I, I'd learned probably most of the things from my time at East West mm-hmm. um, that I, I think sort of give me the, Ability to walk in with confidence mm-hmm. into nearly any situation and right. feel comfortable that I at least know, you know, what to think about and what to prepare mm-hmm. and what questions to ask. Right. Stuff like that. Right. Uh, as far as like the engineering and stuff like that. But yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think like, I want to give another really thoughtful, um, I guess those the, those are like the big ones. Greg Kohler, uh, yeah, he's he's an incredible engineer as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's a guy. We did the Dodds record, and he. Mm-hmm. What I learned from him was just like he he has an obsessive attention to detail. Yeah. But he's also a super cool hang. Mm-hmm. So he's like really cool. <laughs> yeah. And like a down to earth, very tall guy. And, (laughs) and, but he's also technically like, I don't think we used one East West mic on that session. (laughs) That's right. Like he He brought in all of his stuff, all his stuff, all John Bryan stuff. Yeah. He brought in an EMI console that we just did drums through (laughs) and then a bunch of other pre's, a bunch of 610 pre's, but he knew what pre to use on what instrument and Mm -hmm. why and how. Exactly. And uh, and he was like super cool about it. Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you work with engineers and it's just like, they're very, they can be very uh, obsessive in a not cool way. Right. Um, yes. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, on, on some records there's like, you know, you're taking 15 pictures of the mics. Yes. <laughs> and then referencing those pictures or whatever. And it's like the same way every time or whatever. Uh, that's less cool. Greg was like cool, like down, like he knew what he wanted and he would explore and we'd do it for that and then mm-hmm. we'd move on. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I, I really learned to value preamps yeah. from working with him and um, also learned how to just assault a fair child. <laughs> Yes. By working with him because he, he rolled in with three of his own fair His child. own fair childs, that's right. <laughs> and he'd, he'd pop it in on acoustic guitar vocals. He's just... Right. He's like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> that's how you do it. Yeah, cool. exactly. That's why those are so expensive. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I am like very heavily influenced uh, uh, in the audio production world from people from those sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like in other aspects of life, it's, it, I'm actually influenced by a lot of other people on YouTube because I've, well, I've used YouTube since 2006. Yeah. 
And like at East West, when mm-hmm. I was a runner, I'd be in there first thing every day with my coffee, the studio open on YouTube, right. l- trying to learn how to do something else. And so like the finance thing, even mm. like starting a channel, how right. to make a video, how to edit, like I'm very cu- a curious person mm-hmm. and I am very, um, I don't want to say dogmatic, but like I'm all or nothing. Like yeah. I can't like, just, like I'll just learn a little bit. Right. Like there's none of that with yeah. me. I like, okay, <laughs> this month I'm going to learn everything there is to learn about white balance and lighting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it's comes, I draw inspiration from a lot of different people, but those are very notable. Hmm. The, I, I always think about Greg and Blake Yeah. and uh, you know, the different people that yeah. we got to work with back then. For sure. No, I, I was on some of those sessions too. And it's, that was an amazing time. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. How about you? Me? Yeah. What? Influence? The... Yeah, yeah. Who are your big teachers for you? I've been thinking about this question because I'm asking all my guests this, and I'm not 100% like, there's there's a short list of engineers that I really respect and yeah. have learned a lot from. Um, you don't have to say me. It's okay. Obviously <laughs> me, but after Obviously me. Obviously you, yes. Um, <laughs> you know. Um one of the biggest ones is actually a guy that's going to be on the podcast soon is Robert Carranza. Oh, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's always impressed me. I've learned a lot from him. He always gets amazing sounds. He's Thank worked you. with incredible people. You know, yeah. it's, it's always really cool to work with him. That's great. Um, I don't think, I think I've maybe done one or two sessions with Robert. Yeah. But everyone I know who has worked with him loves him. Yeah. He's awesome. He's Really talented engineer and is happy to share anything you want. Yeah. He's, you know, eager to teach people and it's, he's really, really good guy. Can so. we do another episode where we just say the opposite of everything we said? We go, <laughs> ne- don't tell anyone. Right. <laughs> when you learn that a 57 works great on everything yeah. and that you don't need all this other stuff, <laughs> don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest thing for me is, which is honestly true, like... I hate to admit it, but it's the end of the day. It's the song. Yes. You know, if you have a great song, yeah. it could be recorded on the oh. shittiest thing ever. And yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's like some of the best, biggest selling songs in history. You actually listen to the sonic qualities and they're terrible. I know. You know, so it's, it's really kind of a crazy thing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then vice versa, you record a really shitty song on really incredible yes, studio. Absolutely. And then there's just the constant Sounds sort incredible. of like, I don't know what it is. Are you sure yeah. it's mic'd right? Yeah. I'm like, it's not the mic, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nice. I, I used to have this philosophy when tracking as a for hire engineer, mm-hmm. um, because I, it, for better or for worse, I would put engineering and producing in two different hiring yeah hats absolutely um because i have a huge respect for producers and it mm-hmm. is very different than just engineering absolutely yeah um so i i would work with and this was a, i think a mistake but i it's kind of funny i would work with someone let's say a vocalist and we're tracking mm-hmm. and you know they'd be in the booth and we're doing working on let's say a verse and they do their their main vocal line and you know, they'll say, "Cool, how was that?" Or, or, or they even even more personal. They go, "What did you think of that take?" Right. And I would just immediately, sounds really good in here. Are you hearing everything okay in your headphones? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But what did you think of the take? 
oh man, that, I think we picked a great mic. You know, <laughs> I, looks like looks like it's sitting perfectly in the mix. Right. You know, uh, did you want more reverb or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> and and a couple of times the singer look at me and start to smile and be like, no, no, no. What did you think about the take? <laughs> right. I'm like, how about you come in and listen? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I would just give almost no opinion, and I. I do regret that because it's like, you do want the song to be good. And right. by not giving my opinion, maybe I could have been like, well, maybe how about you don't yell so hard? Right. You know, it sounds like your vocal is straining, Yeah, you know, or let's try, you know, something I learned uh, a couple years later was, um, you know, I think, oh, that was great. We, we have that thing that you're doing. We've got it. That sounds right. So <laughs> we're good on this part for that. Right. Maybe just for fun. Yeah. Let's do an extra one, and this is this is my my idea. It might be a bad idea, so we can just scrap it if it's mm-hmm. no good. Let's try one where it's you. You know, let's take a couple deep breaths before mm-hmm. it, and maybe sing it. Try to sing it a little softer, right. maybe a little right. more in your in your head voice. Yeah, and then you know that then it's like not a, if it's a bad idea, it's not their idea, it's my right. idea, right. and if it's not good. I'll take the fall for it. It's totally fine. Yeah. I'm dumb. I just thought maybe we try it. But when right. you've tracked a lot of vocals and you've seen a lot of it done, you, you it's pr- usually pretty clear like, hey man, you gotta Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be a little more comfortable yeah. when it's coming out. And then you yeah. hear it and they go, Oh my god, that's great. And you're like, Oh, well, fantastic. All right, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now p- producing is definitely a lesson intact. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. I, I always tell people who um you know when we talk about producers and the roles and stuff like that is like a producer i think traditionally is like like a contractor they're like a job site contractor Mm -hmm. for construction they're hiring everyone they're dealing with the plans the architect you know the budget yeah they got to know where to go who Mm -hmm. to hire when to have people come in Right. Food, because also you're kind of a babysitter. Yeah. You know, you and you want people to feel good. You want people to be in there for just the right amount of time. Feel like they, you know, aren't there for too long because then people start to get grumpy. Yeah. And tired and bored and irritable. And uh, so it's like a producer is managing all of these different things and they're interfacing directly with all of those people and the engineer. Right. And the label right. or whoever, <laughs> it's like they're the producer is doing so many things and at the forefront of it, like our big picture on the song. Yes. Like, is this song going yes. in the right direction for whatever mm-hmm. it's doing intended the, to? Yeah. The whole creative side at the same time. Yeah. So there's, there's just so much that goes into that. And, um, it's, that's, that's a something that takes time to get mm-hmm. good at and it Absolutely. and just you got to do it over and over and over and over to get better at yeah, it yeah for sure for so sure. i, I cool. have mixed feelings when people you know nowadays you know you you make a track like yeah. a track guy is now a producer yeah so it's and they're uh, not even there for the vocal recording or, or any of it yeah whatever yeah. they're um so it's yeah it's uh it's tricky but that's how i still think about it and i usually mm-hmm. if i'm going to participate in something I like for that to like who's who's the boss? Yeah, here who's making the decisions? Who's driving the ship? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Because it, the, those roles are when they're correctly assigned and hired out, mm-hmm. and everything yeah. comes together. It is just it is like 
yeah. cheating, dude. <laughs> Seeing a good session come together. Absolutely. In a few hours and you get a couple songs, the artist looks at you like you are a genius. Right. <laughs> You're like, whoa. I'm like, I yeah, just, man. I just I'm, got the right people in the room. <laughs> I'm, I'm so smart. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, man. Absolutely. It's been, My uh, pleasure been fun talking with you Definitely. and congratulations on the podcast thank you thank you all uh, congrats of course to your channel and all your success for sure thank you yes uh youtube.com slash andrew masters if you guys want to geek out on some gear yeah i have a podcast starting soon too um okay i don't know when it'll when i'll put it up it's as you know it's kind of like a full-time yes job yeah um so cool i've got some episodes shot um it's called the andrew masters podcast but uh yeah otherwise Sweet. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for listening to the show. As you know, I'm just getting this started, and I'd love your feedback on how I'm doing, if I should keep this going, what your thoughts are. Feel free to visit ProAudioProfiles.com and send me a message. Until next time.